ho, ho, everybody! Santa here! It's the old man in the Z, the Christmas special, coming live to you from Alaska! Or, or the North Pole, somewhere cold, I think. Uh, or maybe Illinois, it's cold there. But oh, oh, that's just Santa telling jokes. I'm not going to sing Big Bottom. <laughs> Although I could, because I do have a Big Bottom. Oh, Santa, well, uh, anyway, we're going to be doing the coal. We're going to be doing the naughty list. Everything's coming your way. Does the Z deserve that nice, shiny, brand new Schwinn bicycle that he's often wanted? We'll find out on this episode. Of the old man and the Z. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Thank you, Santa. We we appreciate that intro. Uh, sounds like uh, you might be on the naughty list after those comments. But otherwise, uh, we we appreciate uh, we appreciate all you guys tuning in to this uh, wonderful Christmas special. And as always, we appreciate uh, Father Christmas coming down south here for a little special cameo intro. But uh, anyway, it's the Christmas season, and uh, you know we hope uh, you know your homes are full of warmth and holly jolly merriment. Anyway, old and man, pudding. how's it going? Yes, and pudding. And, <laughs> can't go wrong with pudding. You're going to hear Christmas a, pudding. Christmas pudding. You're going to hear about some pudding as we talk about a certain somebody who some of you may know, most of you probably won't. A uh, certain book that me and the Z have been reading, and this guy loves his pudding, doesn't he? No. Well, there's nothing wrong with some well, pudding. There's nothing wrong with pudding. Absolutely. You'll have a big bottom after eating all this pudding. <laughs> that's that's a fact. That's true. That everything goes back to big. Uh, and let's. Well, do we want to sing the Christmas song that's also on the Spinal Tap record? I, I, well, that would be. We might have that as the outro. And we. I don't know. We will, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Let's the just, elves are dressed in leather. That's all we need elves, to know. Elves are just in leather, and someone else is in chains. I think. But anyway. Yeah. Um. That's right. The Christmas of Santa. How, how did I manage that? You know, we've, we've, we don't have too many guests, but boy, when I, when I get a, a guest, I really nail it. Santa coming well, your way. He's, he's, the, he's the face of the entire, uh, entire holiday right now. Yeah. It's uh, and kind of on everything. That's true. But we're going to talk about that as well as the, the other face of the holiday. The, I believe it's the baby the most Jesus. Important. Yeah, I think. Yeah. But, uh, the reason for the, for the season. season. That's what we say. hear. That's right. Uh, um, but anyway, yeah, so uh, that same Santa's voice, I seem to recall that voice being on our answering machine for many years as well around the Christmas season. Do you remember that? Santa's voice has uh, oddly stayed the same over the years. Well, he, he is like 10,000 years old. That's but, true. Uh, in a, you, I don't know how you've had the pull to get him down every, uh, yeah, every, once, every in once in a while, just, a while. For the, just for the voicemail. But we appreciate him uh, coming in. We do. We We do. Um, yes. Well, we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, general merriment and the true meaning. Maybe have a sound clip here and there. I thought I'd start things off with a a, a special Christmas uh, uh, memory I have as a youngster. Actually, and Zach, feel free to give us a Christmas memory of yours. But um, when I was growing up as a youngster, um, I have a, a specific memory of we had 
uh, we had some really cool babysitters back at our house back on uh, – it, uh, it was uh, 4442 North Kedzie, I believe was the address of the old house over in Chicago, northwest side. And uh, go visit it. It was a big uh, – it was a six-flat apartment building. Um, and uh, up in the second floor overlooking the bus stop uh, – I'll tell you about the, why I remember the bus stop later. But um, – we had babysitters that would come up and uh, and uh, you know stay with us, and it was one it was one Christmas Eve when the babysitter came up. I don't remember if it was Mary, Mary who uh, again veering off slightly. Mary was the first woman I realized that uh, something was different about Mary that I liked. There was something different about oh women gosh. that I liked as a youngster. And Mary, we had this long hallway. Eddie D, get close to the mic here because. We had this long hallway, and Mary, I think it was Mary, Mary would walk down the hallway, and me and my well, brother— her name would be fitting for this episode, well, that's true. at least. It is well, Christmas. let's never get too blasphemous because of the line. But Mary would walk down the hallway, and me and my brother would giggle at her because Mary had a certain shake about her. And Mary, we would yell at her, go, Mary, your, win- your windshield wipers are on because her buttocks would shift back and forth. Um, so there's a, there's a Christmas memory for you, Eddie D., Hang on a minute. Yeah. No. So, but anyway, so Mary, but Mary was besides the windshield wipers running as she was walking down the hallway. Mary was awesome in in more than that way. What you were gonna say? I think we're about to be me too after <laughs> that comment, but I don't know. This is when at a certain age you start. You know, I didn't used to notice that, and then one day your well, babysitter sure. walks down the hall, and you're like, something different about that, Mary. You know. Anyway, besides that, besides the windshield wipers running. Mary was cool in another way in that one Christmas time, somehow me and my brother talked Mary, I think it was Mary, into letting us, now this is a cool babysitter, right? Not, okay. Letting us open our presents and then Mary rewrapped them so that we, there was one Christmas where we were playing with our Christmas gifts while my mom was out and then Mary kept all the wrappings right so that we can put the things back in order with some tape. This is a cool babysitter near Christmas. And I got this evil Knievel, who, as Zach, as you know, I have the doll still somewhere. I don't know where, but I do have it. It shows up every once in a while. And this evil Knievel was this cool thing where you would rev it up, and then evil would take off on his motorcycle, and it was a white contraption, and you would rev this thing up and hit a button, and he would take off. And the wheels were rubber, so it would leave marks on this rubber metal, uh, rubber, rubber plastic like device. So when it took off, and it was awesome, it would go down the hall on carpet, whatever, and on two wheels, you know, and it would it would go. But it left these marks, and Mary uh, couldn't. We couldn't get the marks off of the plastic is the problem. So we had all these black marks on this brand new plastic toy. Luckily for us, my mother wasn't overly observant and we opened it. She did notice it, uh, I think, at one point and said something like that was that looks kind of used or something. And I said, well, I, I used it. You know, I already I already moved it, you know. Oh, OK, OK. Uh, you know, but anyway, so not not overly observant. But Santa, that was a cool that was a cool that's a cool babysitter. You know, opening the gifts for the kitties and then rewrapping them. Holy cow, did we love Mary. And let me just say, there's something about Mary. Okay, that's my Christmas. Oh my it was a Christmas miracle. Mary, oh, walking oh down the gosh. hall and opening well, the gifts. Was, 
The, yes, the the Mother Mary was a Christmas miracle yeah, with the baby Jesus. That was a, that miracle, was a miracle in, it, in this, itself. Well, this was a miracle we didn't get caught because if you know my mother, if we would have got caught, it would have been big trouble. So uh, glad that Mary was able to put everything back in just the right order. So uh, there we go. Um, oh anyway, Z, you open any presents when you were little that we didn't know about? Now's the well, time. Not that I know of. Oh, okay. uh, the M, the M, probably. I, I didn't. I liked opening them up on uh, Christmas. You Day. still fight with your good... sister. She wants to open them early, like, and, and you say no. It's we, we open, we open things on Christmas. That's you right. know that that's the whole point of Christmas. That's is true. You wait until Christmas right. to open the presents. Maybe there's somebody who has something to say about that. Who will talk about? We will. That's uh, probably true. Here yeah, the baby bit. Jesus was born on a certain uh, uh, on a day. We celebrate the day and. Uh, and then the gifts and everything else, but, but yeah. So it wasn't the the it wasn't the 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 the, the was it the Christmas week per se, per se. It was they born on a no. specific day. Mary wasn't in labor Absolutely. for a week. You know, there were kids weren't walking around giving gifts at the inn or at the outhouse. I think uh, in the book it, it explains it much more like she was in almost like an like an outhouse, like a cave thing. Well, yeah, that's how most. Um you know, most stables were. They were just yeah. kind of caves in the side of, like, mountains or whatever because it was just easier. Yeah. I mean, there's... I think that's generally accepted. Yeah. I don't think... You and I haven't been to Bethlehem where no, it said but, he was born, but that's... Right. I think that's generally what they yeah. say. Right. Um, okay. It was in a cave somewhere. Right. Well, um... That was my intro story. Hope you enjoyed it, Santa. Santa don't... And I didn't get put on the naughty list, apparently, because right. I got some good gifts that year. I gotta say. And there's my hay going off, which means... <laughs> You know that means I gotta squelch my phone, but so I don't know if you want to launch in. Uh, I could launch into a, a, a quick um, again. As me and Zach have not spoken much, we have a general idea about the book and some other things. I don't think Mary knew or Mary. My mind's on Mary. I don't think Zach knew about the Mary story, but um, no, I could it's lo- always it's always this is spontaneous, spontaneous generally conversation. I could we could start things in the right direction. By having a quick sound clip that sort of set things things up appropriately, if you'd like. Uh, Zach does not know the sound clip, but he does know it. So uh, do you, would you like to hear the sound clip to, to get us back on the right track? Santa's got a brand well, new it, bag, as you know. Yeah, It it, it is Christmas, so let's, let's go after let's it. Let's go after uh, it. All right. Here, here we yeah. go. Here we go. I guess you were right, Linus. I shouldn't have picked this little tree. Everything I do turns into a disaster. I guess I really don't know what Christmas is all about. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid, and the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God, and saying, Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. There we go. That's right. Charles Schultz had it down back in 1965 when he uh, 
He did the Charlie Brown. You know, a little, a little interesting tidbit uh, info on that. A uh, little tidbit. So uh, that was in 1965. So that's like 58 years ago uh, this Christmas. I think it came out. And uh, it's interesting. It goes a little bit about the traditions that we're, we're going to talk about a little bit and how to keep things in the right perspective. But when I think it was CBS who who came to Schultz, Char, uh, Charlie Brown was obviously pretty popular and said, hey, we're going to, you know, we'd like you to do this special. And he he said, sure, I'll do this special. And he had two things that was we- that were weird about it. And uh, the, the the first thing was that he he wanted jazz music in it. So, uh, um, which they said this is a Christmas show. What what are you talking about? We don't we don't have jazz music in a Christmas. And and Schultz said no no it it it's appropriate. You know uh, it's the Vince Guaraldi trio for those of you who who don't know who that who that was. But it's a, obviously a famous Christmas album now. The whole the whole album is great. But uh, so Schultz said no we have to have. This is the music that's appropriate, and there's like it's a kids show. Kids don't listen to jazz, and he's like, "No, I know, but but this is just this is what I want." And then and then of course he has this. This is what Christmas is all about, and they're and they're like, "Well, now we can't have religion in this. We can't." And, and Schultz is like, um, "Well, it's about Christmas, so I think we can have religion in it." And he sort of stuck to his guns, and um, and so you know they were all expecting this huge flop. Tremendous flop, jazz music, religion mixed with Christmas. No Santa, uh, really. I don't. I, it's. It, I don't think Santa's in it at all, really. Um, yeah. And uh, and he sticks to his guns, and it obviously becomes a, probably the best well-known kids Christmas special of 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 all time. It certainly has has as someone said. I, I looked this up earlier. Someone said that the verse that that Linus reads, which is Luke two eight through fourteen. Probably the most heard verse ever on TV because of because of Charlie Brown because Schultz didn't cave to the PC correctness I guess of his day he he didn't cave he easily could have said well okay we'll just cut that part out and CBS would have been happy I don't know if he would have taken the jazz out of it but he didn't and so so everyone for fifty eight years at least once a year now more so because you could watch it any time. Um, gets to hear, you know, Linus tell everyone what the true meaning of Christmas is. And the other thing that's interesting in it, and, and I didn't know this to, uh, up until a couple years ago, is that everyone has seen the scene, or I hope so. And sadly, not everyone has, and I'll, 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 I'll change, I'll pivot at the end of this. But, but if, if you haven't watched it in a while, watch it again, watch that scene, and you'll notice one important thing is when Linus is, is reading Scripture, uh, reading from Luke, and he says, fear not, he drops his blanket. And that's the only time I think Schultz ever had Linus drop his blanket, because that was his, his security blanket. Linus was nervous about things or whatever, and that was the thing that kept him. But when he said, fear not, he actually drops it, and you see it at, at his feet while he's finishing the verse. So Schultz said, you know, that was a powerful statement that when he was talking about, you know, uh, the true meaning of Christmas, he when he said, you know, and they were so afraid. And then he says, fear not, and he drops his blanket. So that was on purpose and uh, kind of a powerful statement. And sadly, so 58 years later, we get we talk about traditions a little. And 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 I have I have that same Christmas tree up at the school, uh, Zach, as you know. It's it's on the desk. It's the only Christmas tree we have at the school, is this is this Charlie Brown Christmas tree. And it's got all kind of instruments on it and stuff. But over the years, um, even the last 10 years, most people know what it is, but sadly, people don't know what it is. They come in and they just think I have an ugly Christmas tree on my desk. And it's kind of, and they go, what's that tree? 
And I'm like, that's the Charlie Brown Christmas tree. What's that? And I'm thinking, well, I'll tell you what it is. It's a it's a parent who doesn't know how to have their kids watch a classic show that actually tells you about Christmas. That's what it is. Um, but uh, un- but fortunately, there are people who come in and they know what it is. Their kids know because they they oh the Charlie Brown Christmas tree. I love the Charlie Brown Christmas tree, and the kids know. And uh, so traditions are important. We need to keep those traditions going. Charlie Brown's more than a cartoon. It, it it's a way to introduce the true meaning of Christmas for for your kids. There. And and sometimes it's not talked about that much in your home. And 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 that's okay. I mean, it's nice if it is. But if it isn't, even if that moment is the one time where maybe your kid might say, "What is that?" and you get a chance to explain about the birth of Jesus, that is pretty awesome. And Charles Schultz did that for 58 years and gave us that little tidbit of uh, of the Bible. And, and if you haven't ever read it, um, it's open up your Bible. It's in the New Testament. It's in Luke, and it's Luke 2, 8 through 14. And it's, it's exactly, I believe he reads the King James Version, um, but... Um, which is fine because that's what he's that's what he's using. But you might have a NIV, which is a, a, the a New International Version, which is probably more popular today, and it might sound a little different, but it's it's basically the same. And um, and there you go. So uh, yeah, fifty eight years that uh, people have heard the about the the, the true meaning of Christmas. It, it's great. I remember watching that all the time growing up, and it's a good message. I mean, when you're little, you just watch it, and it's like. And that, but as you get older, meaning, the meaning, uh, you know, has a greater impact, I think. Because, uh, you know, when you're young, you're just sitting there watching, uh, you know, Snoopy walk around like a penguin. But then as, uh, as you get older, it's like, this is this is the meaning of Christmas. And it's like, you know, it's a, it's, this is, it's not just a dumb little tree. All it needed was a little. And, uh, a little what? Because you're, you're, you're breaking up again. Uh, it's all, funny, all Tracy, it, Tracy, uh, shout out to Tracy, who when we were at Bread Day said uh, she liked the uh, old man in the Z when it seemed like I was getting a little ticked off at Zach as his father for his microphone fading in and out. So, Tracy, if this is the same tone I had then, it's Christmas, and Zach's microphone is still cutting in and out. So there you go. Tracy, kudos to you for noticing the frustration in the old man's voice. And say, ho, 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 Zachary, get that microphone fixed, you little. All right, Santa, settle down. Let me ask for a microphone for Christmas there, Zach. You know what I'm saying? Well, I think that needs to be added to the list. I think Santa needs to put down the eggnog. I think he's getting a little, getting a little, a little aggressive over there. But yeah. Um, Uh, But I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's a good message. And again, uh, again, it just needed a little love because the the greatest, the greatest gift uh, that ever came on Christmas came at from, came from a place of love. So it's, uh, I think it's just a it's a wonderful little message. Right, exactly. Um, all right. Well, do you want to launch into a little bit of uh, a, a little bit of uh, uh, what we're talking about, which is this? Uh, well, I mean, some of this stuff's going to well, come from basically me and Zach been reading this book together, and we thought maybe we can share some of these these little articles or whatever you want to call them. Well, yeah, I think. Talk, I mean, talking about it is is good because it, there's such wisdom in it. Uh, we. Uh, the old man and I have, uh, you know, we usually like doing things around Christmas, but uh, you know, uh, this this time around, we came across this little uh, this little book called Winter Fire: Christmas with G.K. Chesterton. 
by Ryan Whitaker Smith, and it's been uh, it's been a an enjoyable read for the both of us. Each day, you you know, after Thanksgiving, there's 30 days um, of little little notes from Chesterton, and then the author dives into more detail about it. And it from the day after Thanksgiving up until Christmas Eve, there's a section discussing different matters relating to Christmas. And um, you know, today is day 17. Um, that I'm a little. On, I am a little uh, behind. I'm on. Uh, little, I'm on day twelve, behind. but I'll I'll catch up. Yeah, it, we'll get there. You know, you don't have to read them all every day. We like to read chunks. That's true. But it's uh, but it, it it's just a wonderful book, and it's just full of wisdom. And uh, you know, for those who don't know about G.K. Chesterton, um, he was just this great uh thinker and theologian during the. Uh, uh, during the uh, that period uh, known as the Victorian era, um, specifically though from like the uh, late 1800s, early 1800s, um, he did a lot of writing. He was a great uh, evangelical apologetic and uh, theologian. Talked about it helped. Uh, actually, was a great influence on C.S. Lewis um, in terms of his philosophical thinking because uh, uh, Chesterton was just a master of of. Uh, wit and whimsy, yeah. um, but one of the things he loved most of all, Christmas. Um, and the, he talks a lot in the book. The entire book is discussing why Christmas is so important, and why and why it shouldn't just be this this one this silly holiday that people just think, okay, be, be Ebenezer Scrooge is essentially there. It has purpose. It has meaning. And it um, if if people are celebrating Christmas the proper way. Um, in in one of the chapters he discusses, um, Christmas would almost be more enjoyable as an adult than it was as a child. Right, as an adult, you cut uh, out. Sorry, I, I I don't mean to interrupt, but you're cutting out so much that sometimes I'm going to have to interject to just let people know what you're saying. Um, but as an adult, yeah, you you were saying as, as an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, as as an adult, yeah. yes. Um, no, go ahead. Finish. I just, I just, you, the no, 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 I was, that was, I was done. Oh, that was basically it. Okay. Yeah, no, exactly. Oh, and, yeah. And, and yeah, and, and that's an interesting thing. And, and Chesterton, he was Catholic, uh, or uh, he converted to Catholicism, uh, early in his life. I think he was Protestant, and, but, um, mm-hmm. most of his, um, most of his life he was Catholic and he, yeah, he had this way about him. And he again, he's a legend of the faith. I mean, there's C.S. Lewis, there's there's Chesterton. There's a lot of legendary guys, but Chesterton's right up there. I mean, he would be probably on the Mount Rushmore of uh, you know, big big time heavy theologian thinkers of the past. But the thing the thing about him is he, sometimes he's hard to read because some of those guys are and and they're big thinkers and it's yeah. difficult. But mm-hmm. the thing the thing that that I really like about him in this book is he's not afraid at all. Like some religious people get all bogged down with, oh, it has to, it's all about the manger. And he makes it clear that it really is all about the manger. However, he loves it all. He loves everything about Christmas. He loves Santa. He doesn't understand how people want to not have Santa in celebrations and the traditions. Oh, yeah. And he talks about the pay. Oh, it's all just a pagan. And he's like, he's like, okay, what's your point? Even if it came from some pagan, uh, or some of it, he goes, the pagans in, in many ways compared to today's uh, um, sort of atheistic, humanistic people, they were much more religious back then than, than mm-hmm. people today. He had this way of, of, of seeing things Unlike a lot of people, but he 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 was totally about 
Santa, totally about um, just the, the, the holiday in general. And he had a great way, really great way of intertwining everything. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. The spiritual say? and the material. Yeah. P- bringing it all together. Uh, but to that point, yeah, he talks a lot um, about all of the aspects of Christmas. And, you know, I say day 17 because the day we're recording is the same day which he talks about a word of gratitude to Santa Claus and what Santa Claus means and the importance um, of well, why Santa Claus is so important because, you know, he's this seen as this figure um, that came from like Scandinavia, Sinterklaus, and but originating from uh, the original Saint Nicholas of Turkey who would just give gifts to children randomly. And it just seemed like, like you just, without any reason, he'd also give them. Um, and, you know, why it's kind of the importance behind uh, why it's uh, nice to believe in Santa Claus and also why children should believe in Santa Claus. And they don't talk about it in this book, but he has said before, it, it's a good thing for children to believe in Santa Claus because for children, Santa Claus is real. Um, right. And that it's it's good for them to be full of this merriment and one um, this childlike innocence. But it was right. specifically when he talks about Santa Claus in this book. Um, well, he hasn't talked he, about he it yet because we're on day seventeen, so he may well, get to but, it. Yeah. Well, he may talk yeah. more in detail. But on day seventeen, where he's talking about the gratitude to Santa Claus, he 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 says, "Once I only thank Santa for a few dollars and crackers. Now I thank him for uh, for stars and street faces and wine and the great sea. Once I thought it delightful and astonishing." To find a present so big that it uh, only went halfway into the stocking. Now I'm delighted and astonished every morning to find a present so big that it takes two stockings to hold it and then leaves a great deal outside. It is the large and uh, preposterous present of myself. So it's. uh, (laughs) He was a big man, by the way, also. He was a a a very big big man. He could have been a good Santa. Yeah, he would have been a good Santa. Big, jolly guy. Yep. Yeah, well, he he talks about this kind of because like why are we thanking Santa for because Santa is the it's it's the idea of giving thanks for the things we have um, and these you know this idea of goodwill the idea that uh, you know we give we give thanks for the fact that we have uh, we have a stocking to put things in next to our bed and a bed in a room and a room in a house and a house on a planet and a, uh, the great planet in this void. Um, he he takes again all these ideas that it, it it's good to give thanks for the things we have, even these small mundane things that we take for granted. They're wonderful and childlike uh, in its um, in its wonderment, which he talks about in more detail when he talks about having a, a buoyant spirit. Yeah, uh, and how yeah. Christmas is a good litmus test for spiritual buoyancy. And, he, um, and he, which I don't know if you want to talk a little about that one. Well, that's a great. That's so far. That's my favorite day. I think it's day seven or something like that, or day six, where yeah, there's a little day six. There's a little girl dancing with Santa, and the thing is, he 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 brings it together where he's not. It's not like blasphemy. He's not like replacing Jesus with Santa. He never does that. You always understand. He he understands the Linus verse fully, maybe more full fully than most people. That's the point of it. And he says, he talks all the time about the Bible talking about, well, how do we retain this childlike faith that God talks about? He's always talking about this childlike faith. And then we tell children 
that they're not supposed to believe in this thing that's very similar where you're getting a gift that is undeserving from you. I mean, that that, that right there is sort of uh, the gospel message. You're, you're, you know, you're getting this gift that you don't deserve, and Santa's giving you this gift. And I get the whole, you know, naughty, nice, and all that, but in general. So— so he he totally gets it. Um, yeah, he talks that part where he talks about how adults should believe more so now. And he, he says, you know, there's something wrong with adults. If he says, if you don't if you don't enjoy Christmas as much or more I'm trying to find the exact uh, quote. Well, I he says, I'm I happy. I, I'm happy to read. Do it. you have it? Go ahead and read it. Go. I have it. Uh, it, it's a short, it's a short little section of the book, but it's important. Okay, it goes most sense, most sensible people say that adults cannot be expected to appreciate Christmas as much as children appreciate it. But I am not sure that even sensible people are always right. Well, that's for sure. And this has been my principal reason uh, for being silly, a decision that is now irrevocable. It may be because I am silly. But I rather think that relatively to the rest of the year, I enjoy Christmas more than I did when I was a child. Right. And then he, so he, asks, uh, he says, ask yourself, do I enjoy Christmas as much or more than I did when I was a child? Uh, has your appreciation for Christmas diminished over time or grown exponentially as you have gotten older? If not, then you might not be the sensible people people Chesterton is warning us about. Those who have no time for fun and games, who believe that silliness is synonymous with youth. What he challenges us to consider is, why shouldn't we enjoy Christmas even more than children? And he says, why shouldn't those with a firmer grasp of grace not celebrate Christmas with more joy, more delight, more relish. And to me, that, that's a great one. I underline that one. Exactly right. It, we're supposed to be growing in our faith, growing in our understanding, and, and Christmas should be joyful. It's, it's, a, it's, the, it's the most, what, come on, sing it, wonderful time of that year. It's not quite Perry Como, but absolutely, I appreciate the applause. Um, and yeah, and 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 we sort of put those things, you know, to the side. And I and he really brings that out really well. And he talks about like, oh well, wise men, you know, as you get older, you know, the, there's there's always these wise people who, well, you know, that's all fairy tale, that's all make believe. And and he has this poem called the wise the wise men. And and you know, I'm not going to go through it, but basically he says you know, that there's always these really smart people, you know, who can figure out things, they can figure out problems, and they're well-versed when everything, you know, the, the Jeopardy people or whatever, they, you know, they know all of this information. And he says, they know all things, but they don't know the truth. And, and you can see mm-hmm. those people all the time, all over the place. They have no interest, no interest at all in, in, in sort of the silly things or the spiritual things or the things that they grew up with. And there's another great quote um, and I think that I think it's from, I think that one's from C.S. Lewis actually, but but it might be him. But he talk because he talks about C.S. Lewis in the book a lot. But he says, and Zach, you use this word modernity a lot in in, in previous that, podcasts. That's right. And modernity, and modernity. And all that fun yeah. jazz. He says he says there's a C.S. Lewis phrase. He says modernity peers over its shoulder with contempt of the ignorant, unenlightened, uh, the unenlightened ages of the past. And he's taught, and 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 that's when 
Chesterton's talking about keeping the traditions alive. They're, they're real traditions, and it's just because the new sort of secularist people want to put all of those things in the past. Charlie Brown's outdated. The Bible's outdated. Everything's outdated. We, science explains it all. We've got everything down. And, and Lewis is saying those people look over their shoulder at you with contempt, and he's saying no that those people are the ones that are actually uh, the ones who understand the truth. And and, well, yeah, it's, it's, easy, and he says, God has made foolish the wisdom of the world. That's, uh, you know, right from the Bible. And it, 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 he, he uses that as, a, as the backdrop for this, this section. And, you know, he talks about Christmas as a time when things happen that don't always happen. And you think about the whole month leading up to it. It's a special time. And another thing, uh, like I said, that's why Christmas with your kids and stuff, to keep the traditions alive. It's a time that it, it, Christmas doesn't happen in February. You know, it's one time celebrated because it happened one time. And sort of that spiritual thing, he talks about Christmas as a declaration of war. And, and that's an interesting chapter because he really brings the spiritual in that there's this battle going on. And, and he talks mm-hmm. about when Jesus was born, again, he, he came in this way that no one would have expected him to come. Um, and, and, he remi- and, he, and he says here, and again, we're reading more than we normally do because we talk, but he says— he, Chesterton, but he explains it so well, yeah, too. It's you hard almost to, have to read yeah. it. He says, Chesterton reminds us that evil lurks in the background of our familiar nativity scenes, that just beyond the spill of holy night, an enemy who has rotted the legends with lust and frozen the theories into atheism conspires with all the forces of hell to wage a counterattack. So again, there's there's these battles, spiritual battles going on. When Jesus comes into the world, the devil's ready to get a counterattack, and he talks about what happens. Herod goes out and says we're killing all we're going to we're going to try to get rid of this this new this god who they don't know much about but they just know he's a threat they think he's a threat to them physically which he's, well, he's not well, yeah. they don't he, understand he it. hears he hears again Herod was the king of Judea and it's like they, they he hears this uh, these murmurs the wise men that this new king is going to be the king of the Jews right. and Herod views this as a threat so uh, again, he he explains it so eloquently in the book, but all the forces of evil gather around Herod and launch into the night, just wreaking havoc and bringing hell on earth as they try to find this this newborn babe, which has, with Mary and Joseph, has since fled to Egypt. And they, they kill all the uh, uh, boys that are two years of age or younger. Um, and they, t- they talk about that in the math um, in in detail, like the, did you say Matthew? Weep. Because you cut out again. Yes. If anyone's looking, the in, if they don't want to look in the book and and go, Zach, in the old man in the zoo, you said to look in the book of Ma, because Matthew yes. got cut out. So the, don't. The, if you yeah. look in 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 the, I believe the the first book of the New Testament, not only does it start with M A, it continues with T H E W. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, again, it's this it's this great battle in that uh, again Christmas. The one thing I thought was really uh, nice in that chapter was, you know, Christmas, we think about this, it as a time of peace and, and lovingness and uh, being being one with all of mankind, is one brotherhood. Again, in the last Christmas special, we talked about the Christmas truce in World War One, where these two enemies stopped fighting for a day and came together. But, you know, at the first Christmas back 2000 plus years ago, 
it was just there was no peace. It was just perilous. And in comes the savior who will bring about eternal peace and salvation for everybody. He comes in at a time of great um, turmoil yeah. and where, where everything was just, there was no peace. It was it, again, I think, yeah, it was, it was war. And yeah. I think, I think Can you imagine to, people uh, taking people's babies born two yeah, years and unborn children to join them two years and yeah. under. Yeah. I think back to an old uh, uh, quote from Hobbes, the uh, the author of the Leviathan. The author of who? Sorry, you, were, you, you cut off. The author the, of the Leviathan. It's a polit- It's a book on political theory. Um, but he he says back back in back in these ancient days, but in his time though, he's talking about like the 1600s, etc. This is you know year zero essentially. Um, life was short, brutish, and dull. And I think that, uh, but for the most part, short and brutish is a good explanation of what was going on there at the time. Well, he uh, said, yeah, yeah, exactly. No, it was, and and, and it, it's true. People see the, the manger scene and holy and the star, and it looks very serene this, and peaceful. This but that's serene and eloquence. And that's what he's but saying. In behind the, the scenes. Behind all of this, exactly. there's all this chaos unfurling in the world. E- exactly. And, and, and he says... Yeah. It uh, was oh, not a silent he, night in the slightest. Was, right, yeah, he talks about that. And he... He says, I, I don't just don't want to read too much, so I gotta find my right I gotta find the right spot here. Um he says, In the words of C.S. Lewis, Christianity is the story of how the rightful king has landed. You might say landed in disguise, and is calling us all to take part in a great campaign of sabotage. The story of Christmas is not a cozy fairy tale, but an exhilarating romance about a king who came to claim his rightful throne and rescue his beloved. If we miss this aspect of Christmas, we miss we risk missing the point of Christmas altogether. It is not just that Christ came into the world to offer salvation, to atone for our sins, to welcome us into the familiarity of God. He came to vanquish evil, to scatter darkness, to defeat death. When he drew his first breath, the depths of hell trembled. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah that that's it's a great line. Yeah. And, yeah. But I mean, it go. But yeah, back to your point, though, of the Charlie Brown Christmas in line. And um, again, the line I mentioned: "In comes Jesus, the greatest gift of love ever given to me." In, in regarding to that quote, it's right. it's amazing. Right. Um. Uh, on a lighter note, do you ever play Up Jenkins? Well, he's got these. He has these old. <laughs> He in the back of the old book Victorian he has old, parlor games. Yeah, and it's fantastic. Some of these games uh, that he talks about. Why again? Why do we put away um, uh, some of this joyous stuff from the past? Why don't we keep it alive? I would have loved to have had dinner with him. I mean, I probably half the conversation I might not have understood, but he he would have been such a fun guy to hang with, and he he just seemed to enjoy life so much, you know. But he had these, he, well, he's yeah. got, in the back of the book, he's got recipes. How many books <laughs> about deep theological things have pudding recipes in the back of the book? Games called yeah. Up Jenkins. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my, uh, another good one. Squeak Piggy Squeak is also in there. That's a, that's a great one. We'll explain some of these games. Want to play with your children that, and be uh, harassed by a pillow, uh, essentially, uh, which is what Squeak Piggy Squeak involved. Wait, we have. Wait, Santa has one more thing to say. Uh, Zach, I I think I've decided whether you're on the naughty list or or the the good list. You're getting a new microphone for Christmas, so Santa's getting frustrated here, listening to you go in and out, and 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 Tracy knows the frustration. Ho ho ho! Get a new mic. 
Santa's Santa's voice was cracking there a little Santa, bit. Santa's know. had enough of trying to <laughs> trying to decipher what it is you're saying. I can't imagine what the people are going to be thinking. Anyway, well, it, it's um, unfortunate, but uh, maybe maybe in, in the new year, a new <laughs> yeah. voice. God for God forbid, Zach takes the money out of his own wallet and helps the show and the listeners understand he's waiting for Christmas to come by to get that new shiny microphone. But it only comes once a year. That's that's the beauty that's of Christmas. Beauty, that's right. Yeah, that's the problem. It's a time of giving. Yeah, if I if I decide not to get him that microphone for Christmas, you the listeners have to wait an entire year because he's not going to shell out a hundred bucks for a microphone. That I can guarantee you. He opens his wallet. George Washington's got sunglasses on. Believe me. One of the other great thing I discovered about this book, though. <laughs> is that the more one learns, the less one knows. The greatest yeah. saints are those who are the most childlike, and the most childlike are the most humble. Uh, which, again, it, 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 this, this weird paradigm doesn't make sense, that uh, the wisest people tend to be those who are most wonder um, um, and just excitement at the mundane. Yeah. Um, and he goes on to that, but I think... Oh, you, 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 you broke up. But yeah, I mean, I... I uh, that was a great section. And there and, and actually you stop right before, I think, a section he's talking about the mundane. He's talking about, uh, again, the paradox of all these things. And he says he says it's just cool. He talks about uh, monotony. He says, perhaps God is strong enough to exalt. I think, yeah, exalt in monotony. It is possible that God says every morning, do it again to the sun and every evening, do it again to the moon. It may not be automatic necessity that makes all daisies alike. It may be that God makes every daisy separately, but has never got tired of making them. It may be that he has the eternal appetite of infancy, for we have sinned and grown old, and our Father is younger than we. Is it possible that we have matured past the capacity for wonder and surprise? Could it be that we have grown older than our Father? that we have lost our ability to behold with childlike awe the greatest fairy tale of them all. And that's, again, just awesome. We, 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 get, yeah. so, we get so adult-like. And, and, I, and, and mm-hmm. if I had to think of a theme of the book, it's, it's that. He, 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 we get so serious and adult-like, and we forget the childlike. And I'm, at the end, I'm going to read a passage that was, for me, perhaps the most profound. It comes from that same chapter. We're going to save that for the end. But, but yeah, let's not, let's not get overly serious about certain things, and, and let's try, try to keep that child. And again, when I hear people say, well, we don't tell our kids we're serious. We, there's no Santa. We tell them that. Man, you're missing the point here. It, it, it's you know the whole wonder and the childlike. They it's hard for them to to grasp certain realities of life. This is a wonderful thing that they can grasp and understand. And you're taking it yeah. away. You know, you're taking it away, and you don't have to. It doesn't diminish their capacity. You're not lying to them per se. I think they get it. I don't know when you found out about Santa Zach, but I don't think you were ticked off. <laughs> 
status or whatever. No. I mean, I don't Can understand. You told me these lies. That yeah, this, these lies. This was coming down the chimney. Sorry, Santa, but it's true. Yeah, um, that's right. You know, all those yeah. things. But anyway, yeah, I mean, it's uh, the merriment, the joy, like the childlikeness is so, so important. And, and, well, and absolutely. Then, so one, go ahead. We're going to wrap it up. We're getting close to well, the end, but it, you had no, something to go and then we'll, we'll wrap it another up. Another thing. Another thing uh, that I just thought was interesting, again, the, uh, you know, it's the holiday season, you know, people coming together, being with family. Yes. But sometimes, you know, sometimes people don't like being a family. I don't understand why. <laughs> well, that's it's, true. Uh, it happens with everyone. But, he talks it happens about with, that. But he, and he talks about this, yeah, in, in a section um, where he goes like, there, there are some people who um, uh, would rather... Um, you know, uh, uh, encounter the vast variety of men and women um, who uh, would rather tolerate aliens or accidental cannibal you're, devil you're, worshippers. You're, you're going to have to back up. Sorry, you can't hear you. You just can't. There are some people who would rather travel all over the world and encounter cannibal devil than spend an hour or two hanging out with an uncle who they don't really enjoy sitting. Yeah, he said uh, cannibal, spending... cannibal, and devil worshippers. For those of you who couldn't hear that, but go ahead. Yeah, we get the idea now. Yes, yeah. Then spending time with, uh, you know, Uncle George. That for their that title is concerning the inscapability, the inscapable fraternity of the family gathering. Well, yeah, and I think, but he ends it. He ends it. I think. Well, you uh, want me to read it so, so uh, we could actually hear it? You get penalized for your he, mic. He, he, <laughs> Yeah, you yeah you can read it. All right, we're, I, I, I'm going to interject because your mic again, Tracy. Your mic uh, again is so. I'm going to end. I'm going to finish your uh, on uh, the, your your reading that no one can understand. He says, in a world of increasing disconnectedness, the very act of gathering together at Christmas is an act of defiance. Christmas is an opportunity to lay our grudges aside, to open our arms, minds, and hearts to those who are yoked to, however incongruously, con, in, in, how do you say that? Incongruously? I don't know that name word, do you? Yeah, in, incongruously, yeah. However incongruously, whatever your gathering looks like this year, extend grace to those around you. Listen to a long rambling story when you'd rather plug your ears. Take a seat next to Uncle George. Make a plate for Auntie Intolerable. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, All the auntie intolerables out there, you know who you are. You know who you are. Seek out discomfort. (laughs) Seek out discomfort like you have a sixth sense for it. Allow things to grow luminous from within, and perhaps you might discover the spirit of liberty at work behind locked gates and shuttered windows. Uh, Find auntie intolerable and... uh, Hang out with her. Or, Make her a plate of cookies. He doesn't. He doesn't make fun of Uncle George. He just just he just calls him Uncle well, George. I think Uncle George is funny enough, and then no, you no. just move on. I guess so. Anything to say before we uh, we end this? Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, go out, watch a Charlie Brown Christmas. Go pick up a Bible. Take a look at Luke two eight through fourteen. Read it along with Linus. And uh, mm-hmm. what the heck? Uh, read the, the rest of Luke two if you want pretty good book got a lot of red ink in it if you know what i mean um absolutely yeah and um but yeah but enjoy enjoy christmas enjoy this time uh you know to try and take some time to savor it don't uh don't uh lose time and then enjoy it only on that take time after as well christmas 
used to extend. It was this great celebration yeah, on Christmas true. Day that went on for 12, 12 days after. So take time and enjoy it. That was the 12 uh, days of Christmas, right? I mean, that was that, truly... That's the whole point of the 12 days of Christmas, yeah. yeah. But also... Anyway, the book's called say. Winter Fire. It's called A Christmas with G.K. Chesterton. It's pretty It's pretty new. Uh, if, if we... It's too bad. I, there's, I have no way of getting a hold of Wire, Ryan Whitaker Smith, but he probably would have been a fun guy to have on. But we're going to end it with uh, a passage, which uh, I think is, is a great one. Uh, and it's from the, uh, what did we say, day six? And it's the one with Santa uh, skipping along with little somebody, or I don't know who it is. But it says, um, it says, this Christmas, should I, should I say it as Santa? Maybe not. Um, this Christmas season, give yourself permission to stop being sensible for a change and start being silly. Take a walk, take a break, smile for heaven's sake, find something to laugh about, preferably yourself. Recover the vitality of youth, practice the eternal appetite of infancy, expand your capacity for wonder, expand your capacity for pudding. One of my favorites. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Step outside and look at the stars. Follow one and see where it leads you. Go ice skating on a frozen lake. Go sledding. Drink hot chocolate with extra whipped cream and sprinkles. Roast marshmallows over an open fire. Sing a carol with gusto. Tell jokes, even bad ones. Shed some weight. Yeah. Shed some weight. Shed some worry. After all, how else will you grow young enough to enter the kingdom of heaven? How else will you wholeheartedly embrace the joys of Christmas? Merry Christmas, everybody. We hope you like this episode. We'll be back in January, <laughs> probably talking about the election season. So it could be a little bit different, but enjoy these uh, next couple of weeks. This will be out on December 15th. Pick up this book. It's not too late to read it. It's so good. And even the sections that are, you know, that are, eh, you listen to them and they don't quite resonate with you. That's the beauty of the next section. Each, each day is like one page long only, maybe two pages, very short. And you get some great recipes for chocolate pudding or breakfast pudding, I think they call it. And, and, That's right. And, and learn, learn to play Up Jenkins. Can I say it? We love Up Jenkins. Ho, we love Up Jenkins. Ho, ho. Merry Christmas, everybody.